Do your days sometimes feel frazzled and chaotic? Do you want to implement a little something into your day that doesn't take a lot of time, but that adds a little bit of peace and play? We are all about giving you tools to do just that. Peace and play is the name of the game around here. We have a devotional for you that is totally free. Just go to 20daysoflettering.com and you can print out this 20 Days of Lettering and Devotion Workbook. 20 days of devotions that focus on God's Word. That's the part that's going to insert a little piece into your day. And then there's a lettering traceable on each page that you can grab a marker and trace over for a little fun art play. Use the blank space to either journal or practice your lettering a little more. Print as many as you'd like and have fun. Just go to 20daysoflettering.com. That's 20, 20daysoflettering.com. Hey, hey, y'all. This is Casey Hope with the Here's Hope podcast. Hope you are having a good day today. We just celebrated our wedding anniversary, me and my husband. It's been 19 years. We're actually going to the beach this weekend to celebrate. But anytime on this date, you know, you reflect back and you think back to that wedding day and how magical it was. And I have just got to share a God story from our wedding day. It was just one of those cool things that I think on quite often as far as how big and powerful our God is. So I grew up in a church that I loved, but I always knew I was not going to get married in it because it was like a basketball gym converted to a sanctuary and it had orange carpet for like the basketball gym floor. And I just wasn't going to get married in the orange carpet. (laughs) So I always knew that I wasn't going to get married there. I wanted to be outside somewhere. And I feel God's bigness and goodness outside at the beach. I feel it anywhere in nature, but at the beach, when I see the big water and we live, you know, where the Gulf Coast has the beautiful white soft sand and it's just, I see God's like just his pureness, his bigness. I feel his presence. And so I wanted to get married on the beach. Now, this had a lot of challenges that came with it, getting uh, married in a different town and planning all the things. But one thing that I didn't even want to enter my mind that was that it could rain. (laughs) It could, something could happen to where this outdoor wedding wasn't going to happen. But, you know, my mom was helping me plan it. And my mom saw the indoor option at this kind of condo that we were getting married at. The beach club is what it was called. We were getting married at the beach club. And she saw the backup room and she knew it would not be something that I wanted. And so she's like, there is no way we're getting married in the backup room. And I didn't even want to look at it. I was like, I don't even want that in my realm of mind. Like, I believe that I serve the God of this universe. And I know that he blesses this marriage. I know that he loves me. And I know that he can control the wind and the waves. And I'm just trusting him for it. And we prayed for that. And we were trusting him for that completely to the point where I never even laid eyes on the other the other option. Well, all was good. My faith was strong right up until right before the wedding. And I mean like hours before the wedding. So the day of, we were going to get married at sunset. That morning of, we had different vendors coming in to set up the white chairs on the beach and do the the flower arch and all of that. And the vendors were calling me and saying, hey, we're, we're, not, we're not setting up outside. We're, what's plan B? And I'm like, oh, no. 
there's no plan B set up on the beach. And they're like, are you kidding me? Like, we are going to get a storm is a coming. This is going to get blown away. This is not a good idea. And I said, set up on the beach. <laughs> and my the ladies that were doing our flowers, it was a long boardwalk and they made probably a hundred trips back and forth on that boardwalk to to set things up. And um, and they too were like, are you sure you want to do this? And I'm like, yep, set up on the beach. But of course, everybody that's asking me these questions is causing a little bit of doubt, a little bit of doubt. Am I sure? Is God going to come through? Because everything in the forecast says this is not going to be pretty. And so we had decided to take our pictures before the wedding, like the pictures of my bridesmaids and family and all of that. Well, in the pictures, it is like crazy town wind. Like my veil in the pictures is standing straight up. Yes, straight up. They are not like, I love that it's doing that now just to remember the before and the after, but they're not pretty pictures. The veil is straight up. There is a dark cloud in the background. My dad, we have a video of my dad trying to hold up the arch that was, you know, we had buried it in the sand and he's trying to hold it up and put more sand around it because it's blowing all over the place. And I am at this point like, oh gosh, like, am I, <laughs> am I crazy? And, um, and I just huddled our bridesmaids up and I'm like, y'all, we have got to pray. Like, we've got to pray. Like, I know God can do this. I know he can. And we prayed and, um, we just prayed that the Lord would bless the day and move the clouds. God, would you please just move the clouds? And we had people driving in. And we were getting calls from them, you know, and they, and later they told us too, they said, driving in, we were driving through monsoon rain. And we thought there is no way we are going to an outdoor wedding. I mean, th- this was the circumstances. Everybody was doubting. The guests were doubting. The vendors were doubting. Um, I was starting to doubt a little bit. <laughs> and so, um, and I was just praying and praying and praying and y'all, It was one of the coolest things to see right as guests start arriving. I kid you not, that big black cloud, you saw it move to the right. You just saw it move far to the right, way in the distance. Sun come shining out brightly. All the crazy wind, it was calm as it could be. And y'all, it still gives me chills. It still gives me chills to think about everybody that just saw God's hand move the clouds and say, like, I mean, in the nick of time, y'all, in the nick of time, and we were like, wow, God, wow, God, like his bigness and goodness and power was just shown on this really special day. And I think of that often because if it would have been a beautiful day to begin with, would anybody have seen and said, wow, God, I mean, maybe they may have looked at that creation and the beautiful beach and everything and said, wow, his creation. But would we have seen his power displayed if that storm had not been there before? And the answer is probably not. You see, oftentimes we need that hard, that storm, the not best situations to see God move. Even though he's moving all the time, we see it more clearly. We give him the more credit. We start to realize more of who he is when we see it go from the hard to the miracle. Have you had that in your own life? Times where maybe it seems so hard, but when you get on the other side of it and you look back, you realize that, man, you saw God's goodness in a way that you would not have seen it before. 
You know, we see examples of this all throughout Scripture. So Luke 5, this is when Simon had been fishing all night long, doing what he had been trained to do, and he had not caught a thing. He was doing everything that he knew from experience to do, everything, like I said, that he had been trained to do, but it was not working. It was hard. It's not fun, y'all, to work super hard and not see the results. And y'all, I feel like this one, I mean, this one is preaching to me because honestly, we've been there within our business. We've been there and there are some pieces of our business that like we're doing what we know to do. We are working hard. We are hustling and we're not seeing the results in some areas that we used to see. And so when I read this, I'm like, yes, I understand, Simon. I get what you're, I get what you're feeling here. You're doing everything that you know to do, everything that you've been trained to do and just something is not working. So what did Jesus do? He came in there and he said, Simon, put out into the deep water and let down the nets. And now at first, Simon gave him excuses. And isn't that what we do? He gave him excuses. Man, you know, we worked so hard all night. We haven't caught anything. In other words, he may have been thinking, like, I know what I'm doing here and it's not working. (laughs) We've done this already. We've already done it. Then he follows it up. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. So what did we see? We saw an excuse followed by reluctant obedience, but it was still obedience, followed by provision and a miracle. Verse 6 said, When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. We saw the hard and the struggle and the I'm doing everything I know to do in my own power. But God, because you say this, Even though I don't even know if it's going to work, because you say it, I'm going to obey. We see the struggle. We see the obedience, followed by provision and a miracle. And might I add, more than enough. We see it again, Matthew 14, 13. This is when Jesus fed the 5,000. It was a remote place. It was getting late. They, They had a problem. It was a big crowd, big, big crowd. They had no food to feed this big, big crowd. And they're way out in the country. They said, you know, we are far out and it is about to be dark. We need to send these people home. We need to send them home. That's what the disciples were saying. We are about to have a problem on our hands if we don't send these people home. And Jesus says something that sounds crazy to them. They don't need to go away, he said. You give them something to eat. (laughs) And what do we see? excuses. They gave him excuses. And I'm bringing this up because this is what we do to God too. We give excuses, excuses, but they gave excuses. What? Give them something to eat. They said, we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. Verse 18, Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish. He gave thanks for them. Then he gave them to the disciples. The disciples obeyed and gave them to the people. What followed? Provision, a miracle more than enough. Verse 20 says, they all ate and they were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number that ate that that day were 5,000 men plus the women and the children. Now, do you think that God's goodness would have been, been on all display if they just had enough food to begin with? If they just had enough food, they were super prepared, they had it all, and they gave it out. Would everybody have seen Jesus' miracle work and power? Would they have seen His goodness and wanted to praise Him if they had not had the hard, the struggle, the problem first? No, they wouldn't have. The struggle, the hard, the not enough, that is the ingredients that set up the miracle. It's the very thing that God uses to show people His goodness and His bigness. I got one more story from scripture. 
Matthew 8, 23 through 27. This is when Jesus was calming the storm. A furious storm came up in the lake. Jesus and his disciples were in the boat. Now, I'm sure they were scared. They were, they, I mean, there are literal storms. This literal storm could take their life and they needed help. And as far as they could see, Jesus was asleep. Yes, he's just asleep on the boat. They may have been thinking, does he even know what's going on? Does he even care? Do we ever think that? Now, I'm just, I'm assuming that they're thinking that, but you know, he seems to be asleep on the boat and they are like, oh, hello, we need some help. And I think sometimes in our life, we're like that too. We're like, do you know what's going on, God? Do you even care? They woke him up and he replied, you have little faith. Why are you so afraid? He got up, rebuked the wind and waves, and it was calm. What was the result? The result was they were amazed. And they asked, what kind of man is this? Even the wind and waves obey him. What do we see? His glory, his bigness, and his power were shown. Would they have seen that if the water and the wind were just beautiful all day long? Again, no, they would not. The hard, the storms, the loss of security. Again, all ingredients that set up the miracle. So what is it for you today? Are you in the middle of a hard, the hard place in life? Are you in the middle of a storm? Are you in the middle of the loss of security? Are you in the middle of a time where you just need God's provision? You need Him to show up. You might be in the exact spot needed for what is coming next. You might be giving God all those excuses, and that's okay. That is okay. God can handle your excuses. Just follow it up with some obedience. It's not too late. Even if it is reluctant obedience, we've seen him use that too. Obedience. Obey what the next steps are. Don't lose heart if you are in the middle of the hard, the scary, the doesn't make sense part. James 1.3 tells us that this is the testing of our faith, and the testing of our faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Our God controls the winds, the waves. He is the God of provision. So pray, obey, and watch what God does in His time. You know, I told you at the beginning of this about our how we saw God's hand move the skies at our beach wedding, and it was so clear and so evident that it was his hand. But just in case anybody thought that it was coincidence, I love how he continued to prove himself. You see, the wedding was outside, but so was the reception. There was this really pretty pool area at the resort. And so our reception was all outside around it, tables and twinkly lights and and music and cutting the cake and visiting with the guests and dancing and all the things. And then it was time to go and we uh we had a kind of an old timey 1930s Ford Roadster, the kind that had the open back, um, and that's what we we left in that. We climbed up in it. I stuffed my dress down, and um and we started to drive off. We were staying a little bit down the road, and as we are pulling up, so we drive maybe ten to fifteen minutes in this kind of convertible type car. As we are pulling into the place that we're staying for the night, the rain starts coming down. It was just a sweet, sweet reminder that God held off those storms. He parted the skies. He made a way just to bless his daughter. 
just to bless his daughter and to show his power and his goodness. And he will do the same for you. He is still in the middle of the miracle making business. It's not always on our timetable, but it's always on time. So I just encourage you to take heart today, to have hope, to think back on all the times that God has proven himself faithful and worthy of trust and proven that he is the provider. Take hope that if you're in the middle of the hard, that very likely God is going to be able to use this hard to show his bigness and his goodness. And one day when you're on the other side of this, you're going to be able to look back and just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank y'all so much for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you would share this with a friend. That is how we are going to get the word out that this even exists. So share this with a friend, share it on social media, and be sure to subscribe so you will get notified when a new podcast releases every single Monday. Thank y'all.